Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a hot summer edition in Southern California of Advantage Connors. Here with my co-host as always, Jimmy Connors. I'm Brett Connors. What's happening today? Yeah, you said it. It's hot. And uh, geez, I was uh, up early watching the news in, uh, you know, uh, London. Uh, they just got finished with Wimbledon a couple weeks ago. And it's uh, 104 degrees over there and so hot. And it's hot in California. It's hot all over. So yeah. there we go. Summertime is here. Definitely summertime. Uh, so let's talk, what are you up to? Did you get your hike in today? Uh, I mean, your bike, your bike, Uh, bike. uh, Yeah. Went on my bike ride and, and, uh, just got, you know, got away and, uh, got a good hour in a good sweat and, you know, just, uh, you know, it's a different workout than, than, uh, than I've ever been used to. I mean, uh, hiking and, and all that I've done, but, uh, since I've, uh, uh, hurt my Achilles, I've gotten on the bike and, um, I'm enjoying it really having fun. Nice. All right. Let's get to the main story I want to talk about um, from this past weekend. British Open. We kind of tickled it last week, but we didn't get into the details. Now we know the result. Cameron Smith shoots six under on the back nine on a Sunday at a major St. Andrews to rip the cup, the claret jug from Rory McIlroy, who kind of had been leading the whole tournament. Everyone had been thinking it's his year. He makes that eagle on uh, on Saturday out of the bunker and you know that everyone was thinking it's fate, but not so, not to be as Cameron Smith, the Australian, rips it from him and uh, finishes twenty under par uh, to win the British Open. Yeah, it was crazy, right? And and uh, you know it was interesting. Uh, you know, watching it, Brad. You know, you kind of expect bad weather. Uh, you know, some uh, some wind or maybe you know uh, rain or, or you know just anything and uh, uh, to to come in and, and make the course a little tougher. But man, oh man, the course is tough enough. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, just, uh, I mean, just watching, uh, uh, those guys blow it over the, a lot of the bunkers anyway, but I mean, can you imagine getting in, in one of those bunkers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if they call them a bunker. What do they call it over there? I mean, just, uh, you know, like to get out of that. And... Yeah. That's, it's, a, it's amazing. But, uh, that Cameron Smith, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody putt like that. And, yeah. uh, it, it's funny because on, uh, I, I watched it on Sunday and, 
I played uh, I played in a golf tournament this weekend and, and and played a lot of golf on Friday and Saturday, and so I was going to take Sunday off. And I saw him putt, and I said, I got to go practice my putting. There's just uh, uh, I can see that you know when you can you know lag it up there close, or you can make a eight or ten or twelve footer, just turns your whole uh, your whole round around. You know, it just keeps you know the momentum going and. Yeah, the way he the way he was putting, you know, shooting that score on the back in a major, that's something pretty special. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's the thing about golf is, you know, people love to hit the the long drive and and practice the irons and all that stuff. But the place where you cut strokes is on the putting green. You know, I mean, you're allocated on the scorecard two putts per hole. You know, we'll talk about Rory and that in a minute. But, you know, if you only have one that's a whole stroke difference than somebody right. who has two, but you can't cut a drive. You, everybody's got to tee off on that hole. Everybody's for the most part, you know, unless you drive the green over there is hitting an approach shot. The place where you're making the difference is on the putting green. And boy, mm-hmm. boy, was he good, man. And I like him. He's funny. He's got that mullet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the yeah, Austra- well, you know, who, you know who else, you know, we talked about that last time too. You know, one, one of our favorites for, for, you know, for years and years now for the last 20 25 years or so is John Daly. You know, when you first saw him, that, yep. you know, that was his look. Yeah. That I saw that. Uh, I think Daly put a tweet or something out saying, uh, you know, the mullet rules, you know, 25 years, <laughs> whatever it is, 25 yeah. years apart. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, one, one of the other things I noticed, uh, I hadn't really seen him play much was Cameron's. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Cameron Young. Yeah. Cameron Young. Um, yeah. Boy, man, he's got that. He's got a little bit of pause in his backswing on the driver. But boy, does he bomb that thing. He's fun yeah. to watch. Yeah. And uh, he had a good U.S. Open also. Yeah. You know, you know I think uh, you know, a lot a lot of people, uh, hopefully they haven't forgotten because it wasn't that long ago. But I think he finished uh, uh, tied for second or, or second in the U.S. Open and, uh, you know, playing some good golf. And, well, you know, what? What great places to to really make your name and just shoot you know shoot to the top of uh, you know of, of letting everybody know who you are in the U.S. Open and in the, the British Open. That's he's got to be brimming with confidence right now. You know, with his game and the way he's played. That's you know two different style of golf. You know, going and playing links golf after the U.S. Open and and uh, being able to change your game and finish mm-hmm. up there. That's you know. He's a golfer. Yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah, I think he's going to be around for a while. And I saw like a feature with him and it said, you know, he said like, I used to not like the driver. He's like, I used to almost avoid hitting the driver. And now I tell my, you know, my caddy any chance I can, you know, can I hit my driver? You know, can I hit the driver? Yeah. You know, it's like, boy, I would be too. He's flying at 340 out there and, and rolling. Um, but let's talk about the most compelling story of the weekend. Besides Smith, obviously ripping it from Rory. I think we have to talk about Rory. I think everyone kind of thought it was his chance and, and, you know, he'd been, I mean, he's had a good year in the majors, you know, every, you yeah. know, as much as everyone's killing, like here's his four majors this year, second masters, uh, eighth PGA tied for fifth mm-hmm. U S open third mm-hmm. British. Okay. That, that's pretty yeah. strong. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, especially yeah. coming off last year, where it was a cut tied for 49th, a tied for seven and a tie for 46. So a good bounce back year, but, wasn't able to make the putts. You know, you, you told me uh, he had what? Uh, he made every, did he hit every green? He had every green, yeah. He had 36 putts. He hit every green and two putted every mm-hmm. hole. So like mm-hmm. he played pretty, that's, that's what we were saying. Like that's the whole difference in the game. Is like if you're making one putts and chipping in or, you know, making putts from the fringe or you know, doing anything to not have two putts, 
you're going to make up a lot of strokes. And that's how Smith yep. was able to make up all that ground on Rory sitting there with 36 yep. putts at the end of the day. Yeah, he he has been playing well. And, and uh, you know, if you look at his, his stats this year, I mean, I think he's won. I know he's won once, maybe twice, uh, uh, two tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he won uh, like and, a month ago or something. Yeah. And, and the way he's finished in the majors, you know, uh, if you look at any, a lot of other, uh, the golfers better, if they'd have had that, uh, that year, you know, they'd be living off that. Oh yeah. You know, and, but, you know, but it's Rory and, and, you know, and the expectations, uh, you know, from him is, is really at a different level. Uh, you know, when he broke on and, and, uh, on the scene and in one, his first majors, what was that? Like, uh, you know, eight, nine, eight years ago now, seven, eight, nine yeah. years ago. He's been around know, a he's while. Got, yeah, he's been around a while. And, you know, everybody goes through ups and downs and, you know, you play, you're, you're playing well and, and the, but then you go through your struggles, but, you know, he has stayed in there and fought back and, and really, uh, you know, for, for the expectations that are on him is, uh, you know, he, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, he's Irish. So we, or, you know, we root for him, you yeah. know, and, and, uh, and I, I want him to do well because, uh, you know, he's he's a good face for the tour, yeah. uh, you know, from from my standpoint that, uh, you know, he's uh, uh, behind it. And, and uh, you know, he's he's out, you know, he's got his views and he's not afraid to speak them and, and uh, you know, put him out there so that, you know, people really understand, you know, where he is and where he's coming from. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, kind of different than Cam Smith, you know, where he gets in. And, you know, the one thing he wants to do is, you know, go just go hang with his buddies, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know, maybe go have a beer, but, uh, uh, but, but Rory is, you know, in, 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 into the game and, and, uh, you know, not that uh, Cameron Smith isn't, but, you know, and, and the history of it and, and all that. So, you know, I, I hope he's around a long time. He's fun. He's fun to watch. He's fun to root for. And, and, uh, I hope he grabs another couple, uh, majors along the way. Yeah, I think he will. I mean, he's got game. He's still young enough. And, uh, I mean, he's one of the guys when I go to the range, uh, I try and, uh, emulate his driving trying like you know practice and you know the way he i mean in my mind i think i'm trying to do like him but obviously i'm probably not failing but so I'll check this stat so out of all the people who made all four cuts at the majors rory is at top he was 29 under second mm. zalatoris 21 who's you think that guy's gonna win some majors someday yeah. there's a lot of young guys coming up where you're like dude this guy's gonna win major that guy's gonna win. you're like well damn there's a lot of guys who people think could win majors now you know uh, and then Fitzpatrick, 16 under, Thomas, uh, minus three, and then and then it goes to over par. But, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a bummer, you know, like uh, if you were rooting for Rory. I like Smith. I think it's great when somebody comes from behind on a Sunday at a major and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, rips it. I don't think, you know, I was talking to my buddy Drew, and he's like, did Rory choke? You know, because he wasn't watching, and I, I was watching. I was like, he didn't choke. You know what I mean? If you hit every green on a Sunday, like that's not really choking. You didn't hit any shots out of bounds, but you just couldn't make a putt. There's so many, right. I saw they put like a, a rip of five or six putts that were just burnt the edge or lipped out or, you know, just stopped short. And you're like, if one or two of those, if one or two goes in, he's tied. You know I mean? That's right. like the whole yep. difference for 72 holes, all the shots, all the stuff over four days. If one or two of putts over those four days drop, you know, he's in the playoff at least. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I wonder, I wonder how they look at it. I mean, you know, I, I saw that. And, and like I said, I, I went out, I said, I took my putter. I didn't take any other clubs and I just went out and I said, you know, how, how, how do I get a stroke like that? You know, just, you know, experimenting, you mm-hmm. know, along the way. And, and I wonder, 
uh, how how they look at that uh, the the pros when they see somebody that uh, it, it putted that well you know uh, the, over the back nine of a major you know do, do they look at it and say you know do I need a stroke like that or or what what can I do to improve or I wonder, I wonder if they pick up their club and go out and say I, maybe I need to to do this a little more because you know I used to do that in tennis yeah you would you know it, it, I'm sorry you would yeah of course I mean you know I I. I'd go out there and I'd say, you know, how, what do I need to, you know, to do to keep up with the, you know, I had a couple dry years when, you know, right after I got married with your mom and, and I didn't win a grand slam, I was getting to the semis of everything, but you know, I was 26 and everybody said I was finished and, and I couldn't win another slam, but, you know, but, uh, so, but that didn't keep me from, you know, trying to improve and going out and, and working and trying to, you know, do, do some things better, you know, maybe incorporate, something that somebody else was doing well into my game to see if it worked or if it didn't and try to make a fit somewhere. So I wonder, I wonder if the golfers do that or are they feel that once they're locked in, you know, with their technique and, and what they're doing, that, that is so individual that, uh, that, that if they, if they kind of veer away from what they're doing, that it would upset the whole apple card. I, I, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough. I mean, all these guys have a swing coach, right? who they like, you know, focus on their game, they're this, they're that, and everything's um, tailored to them. Um, because golf's tough. Like, you know, I love watching Tiger swing or Freddie Couple swing, but when I go out there and try and do it, it doesn't work out as good as when I'm just trying to swing kind of my swing. Golf's a tough mm-hmm. one to try and, you know, uh, do what the, what the pros do and think it's just going to work because, hey, it works for Tiger. But I mean, you know, I'm not swinging 125 miles an hour like Tiger. I don't have the torque like Tiger or like the ability to keep his head still. They put, put, that's the crazy thing. When you watch these guys in the slow-mo, their head doesn't move. It doesn't move. And like, they're able to turn their whole body and shoulders around and then come back through the opposite way with hardly any head movement. That's crazy. Mm. I don't, I don't know. I think, uh, I'd leave my back somewhere on uh, on the fifth hole if I would do that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, I'd, it's, I'd, I'd have to I have to be carted off, but uh, it, it's fun. It's fun to watch, and you know, a lot of people, you know, say, "Oh, they hit the ball too far," and you know, there these par fives now are are uh, you know, it's just a driver and an eight iron, and you know, but still, you know, you got to get the ball in the hole, yeah. right? And 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 uh, that's why it was. You know, I, I like the British Open and I like uh, St. Andrews because uh, of the pot bunkers mm-hmm. uh, and, and getting in there is is a true, uh, uh, you know, problem. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of the guys, you know, on the tour, they say, well, I hope they get over here when they play on the courses here. They, they say, let's see if we can get it into the front bunker. He, you know, he can get it up and down. But if you're in one of those, you're not, you know, that's <laughs> right. You're not you aiming gotta, to you try and get magic. in those. Yeah. And well, like yeah. some of them, you got to play out backwards. Yeah. You know, the wall's so yeah. high and thick. If you're right up against the ridge or something, you have to, you have to play backwards. How about when Smith putted around the, the bunker on 17? Yeah. Where Unbelievable. It, where he put it to like 12 feet and then he made the par yeah. putt. It made the putt. Well, and, and I saw Victor Hovland uh, was in it. He actually took a drop. Oh, really? He was, he was so close to the, you know, to the front that, you know, he couldn't even get it out backwards or move it. So he, he took it back, took a drop. He, of course, you have to drop it, uh, you know, in the bunker itself, yeah. and then and then played it from there. But that's that's a, that's a real penalty. That's yeah. that's pretty good. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's how they protect the weather and those bunkers is how the, those kind of courses protect because you're able to get more length on, on the roll and they're maybe not as long and the par fives are more attackable, but they're not into the wind and they're not, if you hit a bunker, you know, so, and and you get a bad bounce. Mm -hmm. It's not like here where you hit a good shot and it's going to be a good shot in American golf and the courses here, they're, you can kind of tell like, Oh, I hit it. It's right in the middle. All right. It's going to be all right. But over there you can hit it in the middle and it bounces and it rolls. Whoops. Goes the wrong way. And you're in one of those bunkers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It, it's uh, it, that's why, you know, I, I, I want to get up again this, uh, this weekend because they got the senior PGA. They do, <laughs> I mean, right? The senior British, senior British open. I mean, and uh, I'll be up again watching it and, and uh, hoping that, uh, that, that they show me the, the same kind of golf that, uh, that the pros did at the, at St. Andrews. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be fun. This is my golf fix. Yeah. This you is know, a good time now. of year for the golf during the summer too. And you got the long days. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and then I can, I can watch it. It's on so early. And then, you know, if I, if I see something like in the putt, I'll, I'll go out and, and, and try to give it a go, see if I can work it out, work it into my game. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, it's, like- a, it's a fun, fun time of year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a fun time, especially if you're a, an early riser, um, I like Hovland. I was, you know, I, I root for him. I think he's got a good personality, smiles a lot. He seems like a good guy. So, uh, I mean, he's always seems to be in it too. He's one of those, those good young guys who thinks going to win more, uh, some more slams in the future. But talk, yeah. talk to me about, uh, Cam, they asked Cam Smith in the press conference about the LIV tour. I know we've talked about it, but it keeps popping up. It's like this ongoing story. And he kind of schluffed it off. He didn't deny it. He said, hey, I just won the British Open. That's something my team deals with, you know, something like that, you know, and then and brushed it off, but he didn't deny it. And there's rumors that there's three former Masters winners who might be jumping ship as well. Uh, first, Hideki Matsuyama. Then we got our boy Bubba Watson and uh, Adam Scott, who had, a, who had a decent weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, listen, uh, I, I guess... There, there comes a point in time where you go out and, and, and you give it your all and, and you, you make your reputation and you win majors and, and uh, they, they come and they, they throw that kind of money at you. I, I think anybody in their right mind would have to think about it, no matter what. Uh, but but what, what the tour has done, what the Live Tour has done, is is it's kind of put pressure, I guess, on the PGA Tour to where they're uh, injecting an awful lot more money into a number of their events coming up uh, starting next year in 2023. So, you know, which is, uh, so if that happens, that's good, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I, I guess that I guess that's good because it isn't uh, isn't that what, what eventually what it's all about? Uh, you know, the you got to give the the players an opportunity to to go out and, and, and to show their skills, but also to, you know, to, to make their living. And, and, uh, and you know, and I fought for that, you know, in, in the, in the seventies, I didn't want to play for $1,500. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wanted to play for big money and, and uh, in front of big crowds and, and, and the more, you know, I could, you know, try to market and promote and, and, and uh, you know, get people and sponsors and all that into it, you know, the better I liked it and, you know, and the better, I hope the better tennis liked it, <laughs> you know, you know, like me or not, come watch me. It was kind of my thing. And, and uh, if this tour and, and, and it's gaining, it's gaining speed, uh, the, the live tour, it's gaining players. It's got, you know, Matsuyama and, and Scott and, yeah. and, and, you know, the, a they're lot of rumored. the other guys that I'm sorry, they're rumored, but yeah, if they get them. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, I, I guess, you know, Fowler you could, might you be rumor, rumor everybody. Yeah, that's true. You know, that, 
I'm sure they're they're trying to 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 get you know to go to all the players and and give them an opportunity to be a part of it. Yeah, you know the 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 next tour event for Live is it uh, is it uh, Trump uh, Bedminster, uh, and you know which is kind of interesting and and uh, you know for and and I I saw. I think it was a quote by him that says, you know, you better sign up now and, you know, for the money, because, you know, when, if the, if the tour is combined, you know, then, then what, <laughs> you know, then I, I think all the guarantees might be, you know, kind of thrown out the window. Is that, is that the way that it's going to work? I don't know. So, yeah. you know, if you, if you haven't signed up now and you're not signing up for the big money, what happens when they do combine? Mm-hmm. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's an interesting if time do, for yeah. golf. Definitely. Yeah, if they do. Yeah. Well, also so, they they uh, Faraday signed David Faraday, who's the you know the the longtime kind of personality uh, announcer, uh, has shows on Golf Channel. He's going to Liv. Yeah. So it's not just the players they're after. I mean, they they want they want the talent for everything. So obviously, what's that tell you? It's going to be on TV next year, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, a lot well, of the events are going to be televised, and and uh, yeah, and and it, it, interesting what you said. Uh, the the other or just last last conversation, brother, is, is that you know if they're going to do this in golf, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, well, they might do a woman. They might try a women's LIV golf, and if that's successful, does it just become a thing where every sport? You know what I mean? They yeah. go down the line and try and start the competitor to every sport. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. it's, it's it's definitely uh, compelling because like let's say. Well, then they try and get Barkley too. I think they tried to get Barkley to be uh, an announcer, but they were saying that you know Barkley, well, if he did that, he'd have to leave TNT and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I mean, obviously, if I, don't, make- I don't, I don't know. That would be that would be pretty entertaining for sure. You know, to get Charles and and uh, you know, you know, we know he loves golf. Uh, yeah, and he's played it, and and uh, I don't know if I'd like him critiquing my swing or not. Though. Right, I don't know if he has the authority to do that with his swing. <laughs> but but he he would uh, he he would certainly you know add some uh, enthusiasm and and uh, some humor to you know to that. But you know uh, here and here here's a, another thing I was thinking: uh, fifty four holes, right? Mm-hmm. No cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shotgun and, start. Yeah, so I, I, I'm wondering. If eventually things might change there, that you know that that was kind of a let's get it started and you know have a team competition and you know uh, and you know work it you know the way it is now, but you know uh, that may is that the starting gate or is that the way it's going to end up? Do you think that they will ever go, you know, to seventy two holes, you know? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Just because I mean, I was thinking that too. Like it feels a little. Yeah, I don't want to say like gimmicky, but it feels a little like unfinished to have a three-day golf tournament. I mean, growing up, you play events and you watch on the tour and, you know, it's mm-hmm. moving day this day, it's cut day this day. So like three days seems quick, you know, and, but I mean, it would be weird for them to change away from LIV, you know, like it's the LIV tour, it's 54. Is, right. it, is it always, you know, is that like the basis that they, they always want to operate from? Um, I don't know. It's, it's fun to, it's fun to talk about, but you know, yeah. the one thing I always that always jumps out to me though, is that, you know, everyone's all mad that these players are leaving, but on in NFL, NBA, you know, in every sport, if you can't, are you, if you are not an asset to the team, they'll cut you. 
You know, in NFL, they'll just cut you. you there's no guarantees. NBA, if your contract comes up and they have some young guy who can do better than you, even though you have better career stats than him, boom, you're gone. And the other guy's cheaper. Mm-hmm. So right. like, uh, you know, all athletes are independent contractors. You know, they're like these essentially hired guns where it's like, oh, you want me to do what? You want me to bring my skills and, and perform for you, you know, on, athletically? Um, so like it's, if, if you, if you have to do what you have to do to get the money you want to make and get, like, I feel like anyone put in that position would probably make similar uh, choices. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think the, you know, what, once you laid down your reputation and, and uh, then, then it makes your choices a lot easier. Uh, uh, if you've won a couple of majors and, you know, and uh, you, you have other priorities creep into your life, you have kids and, you know, other things come into your life. I, I, I understand that. Um, there's one thing though, that, that I, I always looked at every time I walked out there, every shot meant something, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't feel that if I would go out there and, 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 uh, didn't give it everything, uh, uh, that, that I was cheating myself. And, and, and if, uh, if, if you have the luxury of going out and playing and, and knowing that every shot doesn't mean something. I wonder if that's, uh, is that good? <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. I'm, I'm asking, you know, for me, I, I don't, I don't know if that would be good or not. I, I would love to be in a position, you know, to make the money, but uh, you know, my attitude would still be to go out and say, I want to win this fricking tournament, <laughs> you know, give it my, you know, everything, not, I wouldn't be satisfied to go out there and half ass it, I guess is what, what I'm trying to say, what I'm, right. what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. It yeah. feels like a little exhibition, you know, I think, uh, or at least right now, but it's only been two events, but like you were saying, right. like, uh, Pat Perez, uh, shot an 80 or something on the last day of the event. And, uh, but because he was on the winning team, like won $750,000, <laughs> you know, or something. Well, so he didn't care. That's that he a shot pretty good an, day. Yeah. He that's didn't care that he shot an 80 and, and all that stuff. So there's some of the parts of it that are really interesting and some that I'm sure they'll work out. I saw that they were maybe trying to get Fowler, but I think we should get your buddy uh, Greg Norman on here uh, as a guest and try and get him to to iron it all out yeah, for us. What do you think I, about that? I'll, I'll reach out. I'll try to reach out to him. That would be fun to have him on. And and you know, I was just going to say that that uh, you know, I I know Greg a little uh, a bit, and and uh, you know, he is uh, he is a uh, and, and a proven and, and proven that he's a, a very sharp businessman. And and I think that that. Uh, that his mind is still working, you know, to, to try to, you know, make it as, as good if, uh, as good as it can be, you know, to, to continue to attract the, the, you know, the top players in the game. You know, like I said before, you know, five or six or seven years from now, a lot of these young guys who are in their mid to later twenties are going to be in their thirties and, and, and then they're going to look around and say, well, you know, is, is that still around? Maybe I'll give it a go now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder, wonder how that's going to work. So be interesting, interesting yep. to, to, uh, to stay on top of and, and watch, but, uh, yeah, I I'd like to, I'd like to see it on TV. I, I'd like to be able to tune into it. I'm a golf junkie. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like watching golf and, and, uh, especially with the best players. And if, you know, some of the best players are over there, I'll tune in. Yep. Definitely. I mean, I just want to watch good golf. I just want to watch yeah. good golfers hit good shots. We've talked about this and like, you know, I think it's come further than people thought. I think when it came on, they were like, oh, this guy jumped ship. Ha ha. But all these guys keep doing it where it's like, if Matsuyama goes, he's a 
pretty good player. He just won the Masters like two years ago. Bubba, right. okay, yeah. what? Bubba's a little older and Scott might be a little older, but who cares? Scott just finished like top 10 or 15 this weekend. So it's a lot of good players that keep doing it. And if some of the talent goes and, you know, all that stuff, um, I think we should skip tennis since it's clay court tournaments again. I think we'll, 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 Check That's back. fine with me. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll check back in uh, with the tennis yeah. when it gets back to the American hard courts next week, starting, uh, yeah, I think, Yeah, maybe around U.S. Open time. Right, right. Um, but we, I did see something that was fun. I retweeted it that uh, Curios agreed with us on our last podcast where he put a tweet out where he's like, you know, something like, why is there, why is there a clay court season after Wimbledon? You know, mm-hmm. or oh, something good. like that, and I, so I retweeted maybe, it. Maybe, maybe he listens to Advantage Connors. All right, might, be kind of be kind of fun to have him on. Oh, definitely, definitely yeah. love to get him on. He'd be uh, he'd be a lot of fun to talk to about all this stuff. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No one has a business like yours, with all its strengths and challenges. To succeed, you need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with all the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed's Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employees get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description. The moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data, U.S., One of the things I love about Indeed is that it has such great talent. In fact, three out of four U.S. online job seekers search for jobs on Indeed each month, according to Comscore. Claim your $75 credit now on Indeed.com slash Connors. That's Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump to the Q uh, and A portion of the yeah, I, think right. that, I think that's fine i think people like it and uh, it helps get a, and i like it yeah you like, like it it, it gets yeah. uh, it gets our audience involved and it's fun to do so here's richard morton he said i remember reading once that you kept notes from your grandma in your shoe to mom and you would read them during your matches is that true where that's do you true. where do great that's true yes it's true all right and, t- and, tell me about and it I, and i and, and i could and i could go right to my drawer right now and and uh I actually I have it uh, in some plastic and and uh, and I had uh, had to staple them. I stapled it, it closed, you know, so that when I would play, it wouldn't get all wet. So uh, and I could go right to my drawer right now and pick it up and and open it and read it right now. You so, still have it? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yep. So that's how I was wondering. I, Did you? Have I, I don't. Ha- I don't have U.S. Open trophies or or uh, anything like that, but I've got that note and, and, uh, and, and that's, uh, that's never far away. I'll tell you that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. You don't really keep a lot of trophies, uh, around the house. They're mostly in a uh, storage <laughs> storage unit somewhere, but that stuff that's family, that's a little more, uh, more real, more important. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say you did, you put it in plastic, would staple it. Would you wear two pairs of socks and then slide it like in between them? 
No, I just, I, I put it up against my, you know, in, just inside. And I did wear two pair of socks. I, I wore a little uh, pair of light cotton socks under, uh, and then, and then back then I was wearing hang 10 socks. I don't know if you remember those, yep. but uh, uh, which, uh, which were my favorite all time. I used to love that. And, and, uh, and I just, I just slide it in, you know, and underneath the socks and, uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, I, you know, it wasn't that, uh, I was doing it for any show. I, I, I did it because I wanted it there. And, and in case, in case I ever needed it, there never needed to be reminded of anything that, uh, to, you know, that, that, uh, she gave to me before she passed. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, that, that, uh, you know, because she was around, Brad, you never uh, had a chance to, to meet my grandma, which would be your great grandma. And, and, and she, uh, she left us before the, the, the real stuff started. She was around for all the hard work and, and all the practice and, the, you know, traveling when I was a junior to different tournaments and, stringing my rackets and, and, uh, you know, washing the clothes and all that when I was, you know, growing up but when I was 19 and turned pro and, 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 and things started to, you know, go in the right direction. And, and, and I got, uh, was starting to play better and went out on the tour. She passed and, and never got to see the good stuff. And, and that, uh, that was kind of my way of, of, uh, you know, keeping her with me and showing her that, Hey, all the hard work paid off. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you read it? Do you still read it once in a while? Like when you think about it, do you go in and read it? No, I haven't. I you haven't probably haven't memorized. While. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I know what's on there. I know what's on there. But now, now you know it's funny. I, you, uh, when uh, when we get through with this uh, this edition of Advantage Advantage Connors, I want to go in there and open it and read it, and and just see if I if I've got the same memory of what's in there that uh, that she told me all those years. That's cool. Yeah. That's got awesome. me on the, you got, you got me thinking now, son. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's Watch good. Out. <laughs> that's good. All right. Let's go. Cam Retnasami said, if you could coach a player, who would be your preferred one to coach men or women? And then you can all, I think, I think I might know what your answer is, but anyone on tours. And then also, um, would you rather have someone young or somebody who's already established? So it's kind of two questions. Well, the first question is: I, I was lucky enough to coach the one guy that uh, that I really enjoyed the most, and that was Andy Roddick. Uh, and, and going that's going back, you know, a number of years now. But uh, uh, you know his uh, his game and his attitude, and and uh, you know what he he brought to to our our partnership at the time, where you know he was already a U.S. Open champion. And so the the changes that you make for somebody like that are you know so minute that you know it's hardly you know you wouldn't see it from the outside, uh, and and so you know he came he was he was having some downtime and and we had a we had a pretty good run I mean he, he won a couple tournaments and got to the finals of the U.S. Open and but uh, I you know I think the the relationship was you know was more than tennis we became friends and we are still friends to this day and and. Uh, uh, you know, to me, that was that was as as fun as it could get. Uh, to, but to, to answer the question, I, I would love to to find uh, some 14, a 14, 15, 16 year old. Uh, and that that would that would be like me uh, when when I was with Pancho, uh, that I would hang on his every word. And and, and that because I understood that he was not going to do anything that wasn't going to make me better 
he was never going to do anything, you know, to hurt my game. Only, only that I would improve and and you know and incorporate it into my game to make me a better player. And and uh, you know, but that's you know that's a. Uh, I, in other words, I'm looking for a sponge. <laughs> you know, somebody somebody that can soak up. Uh, you know, uh, the knowledge, uh, you know, and, 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 and understand it and, and not be afraid to go out and incorporate, incorporate that into their game, knowing that, that that's going to help them and make them better. Now, I guess, I guess my next point would be, is that, would that be a, 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 a guy or a girl? I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, I, could there, be either. there's, yeah, could be either. Could be both. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, to, yeah, to, you know, to try to give it, uh, give, give them that, but that would be a, that would be a fun project to, to try to, you know, and, and, you know, at 15, 16 years old, you know, uh, if, if you're not starting to make your move by the time you're 18, 19 nowadays, these kids are coming out, you know, very young. And so it would be like a, a you know, two or three year project, but it'd be fun to, to try to put some time in and, and, uh, and make a champion. That would be a fun thing. Yeah, I think that that would be cool because I think you know, you've, like you said, you worked with Roddick, you worked a little bit with Sharapova, with Bouchard a little. Um, but uh, I think the one thing you haven't done is work with somebody who's like not a pro yet. You know, like somebody who's a little younger, where they would be more open to like uh, you know coaching. You know, because once once you're right. a pro, you're kind of like our, you know, you're the shit. And like you know, Roddick, like you said, already had won a U.S. Open. You know, so and he was he was open to listening to you, you know, a lot more than I think a lot of other pros would be. But um, I mean, he's been on our podcast. He's a he's a great guest and great guy. We're all still good buddies. Um, but yeah, like if you could get somebody's 14, 15, 16, because like you said, like a guy like Alcaraz came up, he was 18, just turned 19. Like so. So players yeah. are starting to pop up again at, you know, at teenage years. Um, you know, to where like if you worked with somebody for two or three years, you know, you could see the the results and and have a lot of fun, uh, you know, working together and and trying to build together. Yep, I better if that's going to happen, I better get on it. I'm not getting any younger. <laughs> <laughs> none of us are. <laughs> yeah, none of us are is right. Um, all yeah. right, L- let's move on. Mirna Bay asks, "How's your day going? Especially your spiritual activities." Well, well, I don't think I've ever been uh, asked that question before. That's uh, my day is going good, and and uh, I I say that from the from the very first time uh, I take a breath in the morning because it's uh, it's a start of my day, and uh, I'm I'm an early riser, and and uh, I get up and I get going. But uh, I I spend I like spending time with myself for for a part of the day, and 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 I do that now and. I used to hike and I like hiking by myself and, and because I, I like spending time with, with me and, and trying to, to settle a few things that, uh, you know, some things that I have going, some things, you know, family wise, some things business wise and all that. So now I do that on my bike ride. And, and, you know, when I say I'm on a bike ride, it's not just going out and, you know, going up and down the street, I'm, I'm riding and, you know, the Hills and, and, uh, uh, you know, up, up and down and, and getting a good workout. But, but that, that does two things for me. It clears my head and it's also good discipline. So that, that I know that, you know, if I'm, if I'm going up, I, I'm going to go to a certain point up this hill and I got to make it there. Now, if I don't make it there, you know, I, I got to push myself. And that's the one thing I miss most about the tennis is is the the ability to go out there and push myself to try to be better than than maybe I was that day 
to try to find something a little extra. And in that push to, you know, uh, you know, for that for that last 10 minutes or the last 15 minutes of the bike ride coming back up the hill, you know, that is is still is good for my mind and also my body, but but uh, for my mind to know that I can push myself to a certain limit. I, I'm, I'm certainly not what I used to be when I was in my 20s, 30s, 40s, or whatever, but it's still, uh, I, I still have a goal. And, and that, that, is, that is my uh, uh, spiritual activity, you know, to, to go and, you know, and, and talk myself into trying to be a little better than I actually am. So, and, and, and I still like doing that today. That's cool. So do you consider it kind of like, uh, I know you're not like um, a meditator, but would you consider it like a form of meditation? You know, kind of you're with you yourself know, and your thoughts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing two things. I'm, I'm with myself and, and, and that's a good comparison, but I'm also, you know, thinking, you know, wait a minute, I, I gotta, I gotta leave there and I've got to push myself now, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting back into that grind, you know, of, 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 um, uh, pushing myself forward to be a little better or a little stronger than I was the day before. Uh, and, uh, but then, I'm also, you know, when I'm going downhill, I say, well, you know, I'm, I'm done with that. Now I can go back to, you know, I'm trying to fit two things in one workout is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I come home and, you know, I get back to, to doing my daily work, which is, you know, now it's more business than anything. But, uh, you know, the, the hour, hour and 15 minutes that I go and I ride the bike, it, it does so much for me. It kind of, you know, uh, pumps me up for the rest of the day. And uh, you know, it's, it's good satisfaction. That's awesome. Yeah, I've uh, I'm I'm a little bit of a meditator. I'm not um, consistent with it as I should be, but when I do it, I like it. Uh, sometimes I do it before bed. We have this app that kind of talks you through it, and then sometimes I just fall asleep. So it, it puts puts me to sleep, and it's it's good for your good for your mind and your soul. Um, yeah, okay. but Brad, you used to you you used to be a runner. I mean, I I remember you know you going out and you know you come back from you know, from work and having a long day at work and, and you'd, you'd put your, your uh, tennis shoes on and, and you'd go for, you know, 10 miles, you know, 10, 10 whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, that had to be, you know, that, that, that was your form of meditation at the, at that time, I'm sure. Definitely. Definitely. I, st- I still do run. I've got a little bit of a lower back problem now that I'm trying to deal with, get me back out there on the road. But yeah, I think uh, I think meditation is good and having some some sort of spiritual time with yourself because that's what you know everything is such a distraction. You know, you have this yeah. and that and this and that, and you know you have a, everything's a responsibility and all these things you have to do. And sometimes you're never just kind of alone with your own thoughts and and you know concentrating on breathing and whatever. I'm I'm not that big into it, but uh, I think it's definitely got a positive place. So one more. Yeah. Let's let's go through this one quick. Uh, off course. Okay. This one's there's two part question. One for you. One for me. Matthew Harris said, off-court off court coaching trial, for against, he's definitely against it. What about you? Uh, yeah, I'm against it. Uh, I, I think that uh, once you're out, out there and you're, uh, you should do all your work and all your training and everything in practice so that, uh, you know, when you, when you walk onto the court that, that it's you uh, and, and your abilities to bring all that to the, you know, to, to the crest of, of performing up to, up to your own standard. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, uh, looking up to the box and, you know, having your coach yell down things to you. I mean, you know, to, to me, I, I, if I was playing somebody, I love that because all that's going to do is confuse them. 
<laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what I thought, you know? So, you know, they say, well, you know, hit it to his backhand or hit it to his forehand. Christ, I'd, I'd figure out something. Oh, maybe I won't stay back. Maybe I'll serve in volley. Maybe I'll come in a little more. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll I can change my game a little bit to, you know, they, you know, to, uh, you know, I'm mixing me up, so I might as well mix them up too. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm, I was always for the, I, I know, you know, coaching has always been a big thing, but uh, I was always, once I was out there, I liked being out there and trying to figure out a way to do it. And if I didn't, then go back to the drawing board, you know, and, and, gra- and grab the coach and, and, and uh, get out there and, and say, listen, this didn't work. So get down, you know, get down to business and, and make it better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm against it. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm against it too. I think tennis, that's one of the things that makes it unique is that it's a one-on-one sport. Once you walk out there, it, it is just you out there. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I always think it's funny cause like you almost don't need, there doesn't need to be legalized, uh, coaching. Cause I mean, it's, it's kind of broken down into a lot of things. You're either, you know, move back, move forward, you know, serve wide, serve tight, you know, T there's not a lot of options where like, if something's not, we've obviously talked about all these tactics for days and weeks and it's your coach and everything. So you, you, you know, all these patterns you've talked about. So you can right. easily like, when I put my hand on my left side, it's this. And when I put my hand on my other side, it's T or wide, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm against it. I don't like it either. Um, and I, th- I think a lot of the players who come out and are against it, uh, I like when they do that because uh, it kind of shows you that they like the tradition of the game and, and what it's really about. Um, yeah. All right. Second part, he says, Brett, do you think Pops should have something named after him at Flushing? He says, it's a damn crime. Nothing is. Um, I'll like reform it th- uh, this way, just so it doesn't seem too biased. How is there nothing named after Sampras? McEnroe or Connors at at you at the U.S. Open. The dudes have a combined fourteen U.S. Opens. <laughs> you know, like four, well, fourteen. I mean, it's just somebody maybe gets some rep. I don't know. It just seems like a good opportunity to name things when you know, like guys like Nadal have courts and and tournaments named after him now, and he's still playing. It seems like uh, there's a missed opportunity to celebrate the history of uh, three Americans who have. 14 U.S. Opens combined. That's uh, that's how I'll say that. Um, what do you think now? You want to just let me answer that one? Yeah, you 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 know what? Maybe you know I've got the you know the outhouse back by Court 27 named after me now. <laughs> oh, the bathroom that'd be good. <laughs> a concession stand. Uh, uh, I, listen, brother. You know uh, I I didn't I didn't play for that. I played the game. I mean if. You know what? What, what are they going to do? the The main stadium is already named after somebody, uh, and uh, you know, I, I from and Billie the, Jean from day, for the for the whole ground, yeah, yeah. You know, from day one, you know, when that uh, when that tournament moved to Flushing Meadows, I I don't think or maybe just one match I played outside of the stadium, one match, hmm. and, and uh, you know, so I mean, if uh, you know, I, I but I didn't play for that. I played because I loved it, and and. You know, it's a, you know, your, your, your mom said something to me, she, something was on Twitter about, uh, that she read about, you know, me and, you know, something in tennis and, 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 uh, and she said, uh, she replied, it says that he doesn't have to be reminded of what he did. He's well aware of his accomplishments. Right. You know, and, and, and I don't, I mean, that's, that's why, you know, my house isn't, uh, you know, littered with trophies and memorabilia and, and everything, you know, because tennis, tennis was my life and, and I lived it, you know, until I was 50, you know, that a lot, a lot of guys playing tennis cannot 
say that, you know, that I, I played until I was 50 years old. You know, I, I paid the price for it after that. But, but uh, you know, what, what a, you know, what a, what, what a career for me, you know, to, you know, forget, forget the accomplishments to last that long. <laughs> you know, that's the first accomplishment, you know, so uh, if, uh, if, if they do good, if not, that's fine. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, you know, go, I, I'm good with my life now. You know, a lot, a lot of guys can't function without being around tennis and being a part of it and, 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 hang, and hanging around it and, and all that. I'm, I'm good because I gave it everything I had when I had the opportunity uh, to do that. And, and uh, that's probably, you know, my, my biggest accomplishment is that I, I don't have one what if. You know, what if I'd have tried harder? What if I'd have trained harder? What if? What, well, I, I do a couple times, but it's not. You know, <laughs> I'm not but I, I, I don't think we need to, you know, to go into that at the moment. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, but I don't, uh, you know. So uh, I, I, I walk and, and when I walked, I was very satisfied, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with the way things went. And, and I'm still satisfied with it. And, and like I said, you know, somebody came up to me the other day at, at the, the golf course and said, you're Jimmy. And I, I said, I am. Uh, and he says, I used to watch you, you know, when you played back in the 70s. And I said, oh, Christ, you're old, too. <laughs> you know, and, and <laughs> you know, but it's nice. It's nice that uh, that people remember, uh, you know, and, and to me, that's the, you know, that's the greatest pat on the back is that, you know, they remember. And to me, that's good enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, when we're out and, and someone recognizes you and you see that, you know, somewhere along the line in their life, you brought them joy or, you know, they watched, they watched you play with against so-and-so with their dad or something like that. I think those moments are, are pretty cool and uh, you can't like put a price tag or, or anything like that on that kind of stuff. So awesome. That was good Q and A. I like that. Let's move on to one last story. I just, it's a sad story, but I want to uh, talk about it to maybe try and help those involved. There is a story. I'll tweet it out too. We'll put the information on our Twitter and Instagram. That's why you guys should follow us at ADV Connors, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Animal rescue groups across the U.S. band together to rescue 4,000 beagles. Severe, yeah. severe animal rescue organizers across the U.S. are racing against the clock to rehome approximately 4,000 beagles from a research facility in Virginia. The Humane mm. Society is working with the Justice Department, blah, blah, blah to try and get them to homes and shelters within weeks. Uh, this story is kind of pretty disgusting. Um, we're big dog animal lovers. Um, so we want to just put the story out in, in the hopes that maybe one of our listeners uh, needs a dog, wants to adopt a dog, yeah. maybe could help the dogs, just something like that. What are your thoughts on this story? Yeah, it's so sad. You know, you're using them for pharmaceutical experiments. Uh, and, you know, what, what does that mean? Uh, you know, it can't be good. You know, and, right. and uh, you know, having that many, you know, puppies and, you know, just say, well, it didn't work on this one. Let's try it on another one. I mean, that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, you said it right. You know, we're, we're animal lovers and, and uh, you know, we've had animals uh, you've had uh, and so have I since, you know, we were, you know, just just on this earth. And, and uh, that that uh, that that to me, at least you know, uh, hopefully the government gets involved and, you know, and, and closes that down. I mean, uh, it's just not, uh, it's just not good. I mean, I know there's people out there that, you know, would love to have a, a puppy and, you know, they're, they're going to need attention. 
Right. You know, they're going to need love and affection and, and uh, you know, because I'm sure they, they've been so traumatized that, uh, you know, they're, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what to say about that, Brad. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's sickening. It's disgusting. And, and I, and I hope the people that were doing it uh, have a penalty to pay somewhere along the line. Right. Yeah. The, I think the place uh, involved had had 500 dogs taken earlier in the year and they must've screwed up and kept taking, you know, doing what they were doing. And so they, they think they closed the whole thing down. Like you said, like what's going on, obviously there needs to be testing uh, for things. We need that because blah, blah, blah. You don't test on humans and, and all that stuff. But yeah, like you said, it's probably negative. It's not, it's not good for the dogs. You know, they said it's going to take time to let the dogs acclimate and get used to regular life because they've been living a traumatized life. Um, Mm. And, you know, Uh. this is the pharmaceutical industry, man. Like everyone, you know, was crushing uh, LIV for who gives the money, but this is the kind of behavior pharmaceutical companies do, you know, and that's, Mm -hmm. they they sponsor stuff all over the place. So before you get on your high horse about certain money, this is the stuff that pharmaceutical companies do. When they're not being watched, they have 4,000 beagles that are essentially like torturing, you know, mm. so yeah. um, we'll tweet yeah. out the uh, information and, uh, and put it on Instagram and, and hope maybe just, I mean, if we can have one person out there adopt one of the dogs, we feel like we would have done some sort of part in it. But um, yeah, that's it. We want to move on uh, to, to uh, the end of the show. What's up with you? What are you doing the rest of the day? You got anything going on? I do. I've got a golf lesson. And, uh, and I'm glad we got this in because uh, uh, I've got a, a, a good a good pro, a good friend now that uh, is helping me with my game. And he's made a few changes and, and I'm starting to see, you know, things working, uh, working and going in the right direction. So I, I don't want to let him get uh, too far out of my sights. I, I want to you know get out there and see him and I, I, I'm going to see him in about an hour. So uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. You can follow me at, uh, at Jimmy Connors on Twitter at, uh, at Advantage Connors at ADV Connors mm-hmm. and uh, at Brett underscore Connors. Damn, you're getting and, good at this. Hey, <laughs> I don't even have to say anything. Hey, listen, it's only, it's, it's only been two and a half years. I should have it down by now. But, two and a half uh, years, baby. I'm, still going strong. Always good being with you, brother. And uh, I love you and I'll see you soon. But uh, thanks for everybody for listening and keep uh, keep the questions coming. Yep, I had fun. Uh, go Send us a video uh, of your lesson. We'll put it out on our social media so everyone can see how the swing looks. But uh, always fun to talk to you. I'll check in with you later. Love you. Talk to you soon, everyone out there. Peace.